Welcome to Razor Branding Podcast with Jackie Russo. To learn more about how to improve your brand, visit brandrusso.com. Hi, it's the Razor Branding Podcast, and I am coming to you live from the most magical place on earth right now. Nope, it is not a Disney property. It is downtown Lafayette, where we are prepping for Festival International. Like everything else, it's been on a break for a couple of years, but it is back, baby. They are setting up stages. I think most years we have like 350,000 people. This year, I guarantee you're going to cross the 500,000 mark, which our little one mile long downtown may not be prepared for half a million people, but they're coming and it's going to be awesome. So joining us today is one of the people who loves festival just as much as I do, Maureen Dugaw Foster. Hey, Mo. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Great. Thanks for having me. It's Thanks fun for to be being guest. here. So tell me what you've got going on right now. You used to be the center of downtown and now you've moved Mm -hmm. to the Burbs. Tell us about Broussard. So Broussard, uh, speaking of magical places, Broussard is pretty cool. Uh, We have our own main street. We've got all kinds of restaurants, things to do. Uh, I went to our first uh, or my first St. Julian Jams last week, which is, um, you know, like a downtown alive, but for Broussard, uh, we have an amphitheater out at St. Julian Park. Um, so, so far, I'm, I'm loving it. I work with uh, Stacey Romero, who's our CEO, and Lacey Viatar. We joke, it's, you know, Stacey, Lacey, and Mo now. You know, I would I almost changed my name to Macy just to really fit in. Right. But, you know, you got to boundaries. I'll stick with Mo. People know me. I didn't have to do all that. But uh, so far, so good. Enjoying it. Um, you know, it's a straight shot. I live uh, not far from downtown Lafayette, walking distance to the festival. So I'm excited to get my steps in uh, this weekend. And yeah, totally forgot what it's like to festival in person. Um, My husband and I were just talking last night about our big Saturday plans. You know, we'll be at parents for the morning time, bring the kids, then we'll ship them off to grandma and go do, you know, the usual music it's just going to be awesome. so much fun. Yep. Food, yeah. fun, fellowship, food. Can't emphasize it up. The food. Very much yes. looking forward to hitting that row of places right outside my front door and grabbing a good bite to eat. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, kind of your role now with Broussard as, as you're the main hype man, basically. Um, what's that entail? What's it like when you think about building the brand of a community? Sure. So I am the community engagement director. So I, uh, membership is my main bag, you know, um, keeping up with our current members, adding to the membership, um, retention, you know, big thing is something that's not something a lot of people talk about, but you know, that's a really big one is how do you retain your membership? And, um, the cool thing about Broussard is there's so much going on, so much new growth and development that, um, You know, there are a lot of new members coming in on the daily basis just from starting their business here or moving here. Uh, So it's been pretty cool to see that growth just in the past five weeks since I started. So membership is, I'd say, 90 percent. And then, of course, I'm going to help with our events and programming and uh, fundraising, of course, sponsorships. Um, But uh, Lacey handles a lot of the event stuff. Uh, But we're definitely going to we got a lot of huddles that'll be happening to catch me up to speed on their usuals. Like uh, 4th of July is really big over here. We get about 8,000 people at St. Julian Park. Um, 
20 minute fireworks show, which, you know, I've heard is the longest one maybe in the parish. So, wow. uh, yeah, it's pretty intense. Should be amazing. Um, and, you know, of course we do, uh, some luncheons, I think like three or four times a year breakfast. Um, and we'll start doing an annual banquet this year. Um, but like I said, membership, it's my big baby. Right. And I'm getting to know uh, all of our members, which is interesting. You know, I know uh, a lot of these people just from my different uh, various career paths. You know, right. I started out architecture, did that for about 13 years. Uh, then designing women of Acadiana kind of got me into that nonprofit realm. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, ooh, I like this, like networking with people, getting people excited about a vision, um, you know, and then going from there. And then my latest stint, I uh, was at Four Corners for about a year with the Bottle Art Loss, which was amazing. Are we still allowed to call it Four Corners? I feel like that's, that's yes. It will always be Four Corners. It's it's coming back. Um, so you know, the next thing Four Corners needs obviously is the grocery store. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully that'll happen. You know, it may be something else before then, but I'm confident it's gonna it's gonna keep coming. But uh, awesome. yeah, so it's been exciting journey of. Maureen's career and what will she do next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 it's that creative spirit in you. Um, you know, you're not going to settle yes. in one place for very long. So let's talk about the bottle arts lofts real quick. You know, I had a chance to, to talk to EJ Crampy about uh, the municipal. Obviously there's a lot of housing going on um, as an architect and looking at these kind of um, multifamily dwellings, what do you see as the future for the housing growth in this market? Sure. Well, Lafayette, um, I learned firsthand, is in desperate need of more affordable housing for sure. Um, and, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, don't spend your money on rent. Just save that and you can buy a house for that kind of rent price. But the, the truth is, like, uh, home ownership is not for everyone, um, you know, and especially dependent on on your income levels. The best thing might be uh, renting, you know, wherever feels the most like home to you. So, I mean, in terms of housing, I think you're always going to have that mix um, of, you know, your renters and your homeowners. And with like the, you know, inflation and the housing market in Lafayette, I could see a lot more people uh, that are in the affordable realm, just kind of sticking with their, their renting, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, in the grand scheme, it's so much easier just to call someone when your air conditioner breaks. Um, you know, Usually that's just, what I do now as a homeowner, I just call someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how you pay for it. So yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so designing women of Acadiana, let's talk about that for a second. Um, walk me through kind of the catalyst for that and, and how that has grown um, over the years and what y'all do. Sure. So Designing Women of Acadiana was uh, something, you know, I created in 2016. Um, I'd recently been laid off from a firm and it was like, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing? You know, I love architecture. I love creating, designing. But like the day to day, I was like, do I still want to do this? Um, and Hey, where are the ladies at in this field? You know, cause it is a male dominated profession, um, sure. nationally, you know, it's, we're still at 20%, um, of licensed architects or females, um, which is pretty low. And I mean, you can see, I'm not even, you know, I'm not a licensed architect. I started the process, 
ended up not finishing, you know, because I had a few kids. And then it was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to do all this and liability. And, you know, for me, it wasn't the path I, I, I ended up taking. But for many, it is. Thank goodness. Um, but there is a struggle with, you know, being a female in the male dominated industry and then the, the whole process. Um, so designing women of Acadiana, I was like, let's let's get a group of women in architecture together and kind of say, hey, what are y'all doing? Like, what are you working on? What do you right. want to see? What do you want to learn about? Um, and so, you know, after, I don't know, maybe a few glasses of wine one night, I said, let me create this Facebook page. I'm going to call it Designing Women of Acadiana. My husband was like, don't call it that. And I was like, I'm doing it. And I did it. And we had our first event at Pamplona, which is still kind of like our it's like our place will go if we don't have a place to go. You know, it's our home away from home. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's like, hey, if you're interested in architecture design, come uh, hang out at this meeting. And uh, I had a, there was no like agenda or anything like that. And we had around 30 women show up. And it was amazing to see there was such a large population of local women in design and architecture um, who, you know, care and were interested in, yeah, let's see where this goes. So that was the start, September 2016. We're about to be in year six, uh, which is pretty exciting. And uh, since then, minus COVID, we have had uh, monthly meetings, like every single month. We've had quarterly panel discussions. We've had a couple of um, annual Women Pioneer events that we hope to bring back next year. And it's just been quite successful and beautiful to see it grow um, very organically. Um, you know, the vision was always, this is going to be something good for women in design. Um, it's grown to include not just architecture, construction, and the built environment, but creative women, um, because we all collaborate together. And through Creative Mind, we all have so many things in common. And the networking opportunities that you you get at our events, just meeting new people in different aspects of design and collaboration opportunities. It's been really exciting. And then also educating people on what what is design, what is architecture, you know, because so many people just think, oh, you know, interior design, oh, you just like paint colors, you know, which is not that at all. No. Architecture, oh, you design houses. No, I mean, it's anything the built environment, you know, this is structures, commercial buildings, you know, pavilions, it's everything. Right. So uh, it's been really great. And it's been great getting back into the groove. I guess probably since like last May, June, we got back into the groove, then a little COVID wave hit. And we're like, okay, but now, knock on wood, we're back to our monthly programming. And uh, we just toured the Tropicanery site. Um, that SO Studio is working on right off of Pinhook and the Thruway, which is going to be this amazing catalyst development for Lafayette in an area it's be that's... on the river, right? We'll finally have a river walk. Yes, on the river. And it's just a beautiful thing. And Stephen will be releasing all of his information uh, in the next coming weeks and months. But architecturally speaking, you know, it's like, oh, Lafayette. We need this, you know, and uh, it's going to happen. And it, it's it's a beautiful thing. I love that. I love that so much. So um, I have the utmost appreciation and respect for creative talent. Obviously, I'm married to a graphic designer. Um, and so I, I am in awe of the talent that exists. Uh, but I have never been more impressed with the challenges and talents of interior design 
until we just did a remodel in our house in the Saint Streets for the past year. And we worked with Lisa Adkins with Tule Mall Interiors. Mm-hmm. The way she was able to make decisions and pull things together and make us look 10 times better than we have ever looked in our life, it is impressive to me. That is a skill set. Uh, I'm like, oh, no, that's fine. She's like, nope, that's not the right one. We're going to do this. I was like, oh, yeah, that's so much better. So right. it's, uh, it is not a skill I have, but I do um, appreciate it in other people. Yeah. Yes. And the value of good design, um, you know, because there there is the difference between like a builder and a contractor and an actual architect, you know, which sometimes um, people don't always see the value in that until after the fact, maybe when something is built fully. Uh, But there is a value and we can all work together and make sure uh, we get some good, good product, you know. But no, I would I would watch our, our builder and our designer have conversations and just they speak their own language, but then they speak two different languages, but then they come together and find a solution that satisfied both of them. And it was it was impressive. The um, the final product far exceeded our expectations and it would not have had we not had a designer directly involved. So is um, Design Women of Acadiana open to anybody who thinks they're creative? Do they have a certain test they have to pass? Because I wouldn't <laughs> pass it. How does that work? So uh, really, it's just you have to be interested in design and the built environment and the desire to make uh, its interest. If you're interested, uh, there is no tester prerequisites to be a member and uh, enjoy our meetings. We do have annual membership dues uh, that are relatively inexpensive. And then we also, if you're not a member, you can pay $10 to come to any of our meetings. Um, and, you know, it's, it's there, it's exciting, um, you know, and I, I'm excited to be back into it. And I think, you know, the reason I've moved more into the nonprofit realm and like the networking, the membership and like community building because, you know, design architecture, we build, you know, physical objects, you know, buildings, structures. But then in this realm, I get to, you know, build the community. So it's like working with the people. So it's the more social aspect, which I've always been more on the social realm of things where a lot of architects and designers are, not they like to be hidden you know and be in in the background um so yeah it's 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 good and what was i going to say oh we haven't announced yet so this is coming here first uh our may meeting we're going to do a mimosa crawl during art walk downtown so the second saturday um and we're going to crawl around not really crawl you know we'll walk slowly stroll uh, but we'll be going, hopping into four different architecture firms, uh, downtown we'll start at Zombreaker and then we will actually stop in Aileen Bennett's, um, art studio. You know, she's not an architect, sure. but obviously she's an artist and, uh, she created our logo for designing women. Um, and she's got, a, she's just an interesting person. Great, great creative to be around. We'll stop in her suite at rock and bowl. We'll stop in SO Studio. We will stop by ACSW. Um, and then the last stop will probably be Grace and Bear. So, you know, jam-packed, creative uh, community right there downtown. That's so, awesome. Uh, it's exciting to collaborate with everyone at those firms. And, um, you know, it's nice that they see the value in our organization and like right. to participate. Yeah, it's more of a sachet or a sway than a crawl, but I'm with you. I'm right. With you on that. Um, I know. So Jonathan Kazuyu asks, 
on Facebook, who was your favorite architecture professor? Oh, well, I mean, obviously your father um, is this Eddie Cassio's son. Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, I don't know if they're related. I would assume so. But Eddie uh, is still, I consider him one of my, my mentors and um, actually worked on a couple of projects under him um, uh, as part of my architectural side hustles years ago. Right. Um, but he, that's an amazing person if you want to have an uh, architect who also is really uh, rooted in sustainable design, um, which I need to make a note. We need to go to Eddie's house for one of our, uh, one of our designing women home tours. Um, but Eddie Cazio, definitely, he was also my professor um, at UL. He's since retired. And then Michael McClure, who is still um, at UL. I think he's the, he's the interim dean right now. That's so uh, impressive. So I met him when our daughters played soccer together about 15 mm -hmm. years ago. Uh, and he, I just feel like, has continued to ascend and ascend in that department. It's really awesome. Yeah. Well, and then his wife, Ursula, mm -hmm. uh, is definitely one of my mentors. And now I, I even call her a friend, uh, you know, who is just a powerhouse. And uh, it's very empowering to discuss the work that she's doing and that she has done. And, um, just to keep ideas flowing on what more we can do with our group and the impacts we can make. Um, so she's definitely a, a big one. I'll, I'll text at 3 a.m. when I have ideas, you know, right. for sure. Uh, yeah. And then I've, I've worked at quite a few. You know, I like to hop around. I worked probably at, I don't know, six or so firms throughout my 13 years. Um, and I think that's how I just like at this point, I'm like, you know, I just kind of flowed where the universe took me. Mm -hmm. And now I think I'm flowing where the community needs me is how mm -hmm. I see like my last three spots is like, you know, I'm just here. I like to do the best job, make the big impacts and uh, I'll stay as long as I can, you know? Right. Right. So when you think about a uh, personal branding and the trajectory of your um, career, do you feel like that's the one of the um, uh, strengths is that you are able to kind of talk about your diversity of experience and background and how all those roads kind of align to here? Absolutely. Now, at first, I'd say like a few years ago, it was more like of slightly embarrassing, like, OK, Maureen, are you going to make up your mind? But now it's like, no, I embrace it. Uh, it's definitely added to what I bring to the table. Um, you know, the creative skill set one gets from going to architecture school, even just in your first semester, you either love it or hate it. And if you love it, you know, it is a mind opening experience that you see the world in a different way. Uh, and this is from UL, particularly in architecture school. So if anybody's thinking about it, definitely go there for school in architecture. Um, that was a side plug. You're welcome, Michael McClure. Okay. And, um, you know, just skill sets you brought in from there and then trying new things. And I'd say like my biggest advice to anyone really, and but especially women in design or just women trying to figure out what they want to do is just to keep trying, you know, and if it doesn't feel right, do something else. And it doesn't matter that you're like ugh, restarting because you're never restarting. You're just constantly building on top of what you already know. Um, and the worst thing is to feel stuck and stay stuck because you're scared of restarting. Um, one of my good friends and I, uh, we just happen to be similar gypsy spirits. And 
I don't know which one of us has had the most personal rebrands, you know, and now I think part of my, my brand is the rebranding of me, you know, every couple mm -hmm. of years, it's just like a thing, but you know, every now and again, like now I'm like, this could, I could stay here for a while. You know, that's the hope. Um, but obviously, you know, the day job for me is separate. I got the Maureen Dugas Foster designing women thing. I got the Broussard thing. So, you know, it's a, uh, it's that balance, the work life community balance, you know? Right. And sometimes right. No, it's hard. It can be hard to not separate, you know, uh, that's taken like years of, you know, doing it a certain way and be like, Ooh, that I could do that different next time, you know? And so right. it's just, just the constant shifting, changing, growing, you know, right. it can be uncomfortable, but then you, it's like the flower blooming thing, you know? Right. Well, you know, and I think that when we talk about branding, it's supposed to be authentic and real. And so this is the authentic real you and this is your personal brand. Jan IA says, keep on keeping on that free spirit vibe, my precious smoke. <laughs> Jan, love you, Jan. So uh, Jan, actually, she used to teach with my mom, Jan, Jan, the librarian. Um, she was in the Lafayette Parish school system, uh, I think through her retirement. But then she also would work with me and David Daka and all kinds of other friends at Test Drugs at the gift shop. Sure. Uh, we um, were the best. I mean, I definitely, I would say number one gift wrapper of many years um, during the Christmas holidays downtown. And right. uh, anyway, love you, Jan. Yeah, I will be forever grateful to David and his family uh, that we were able to buy this building from Tom and Martha. Uh, yes. Because it really was a, a lifesaver. It worked out so perfectly. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what's in the future? How how does this all now, all your different roads that have led to here, what's next? So, so let's see. So, you know, Ram Das, I'm going to be here now. And uh, I'm enjoying settling into my Broussard gig. And we'll definitely be giving that my all and um, learning all things Broussard and, you know, immersing my day-to-day -day for sure. Uh, designing women... Mm -hmm we will definitely continue to grow. Um, we've already partnered with LCG on our rails to trails projects where we helped to do some schematic designs for this old railway on the North side of Lafayette. Um, so the hope is, you know, that'll come through and we'll probably jump back on that at some point with them. Um, but we are open to partnering. We've partnered with them. We partnered with Habitat locally. Um, you know, any, if anyone's in the need of like some design assistance, and of course we are a C, an official C3 nonprofit. Um, so we are open to locating grants to make certain works happen for sure. Um, but the designing women is always going to be growing for sure. And figuring out other ways we can, um, you know, create community within our community and like literally builds community. What, what can we, what can we do, you know? Right. Right. No. And I love that. So when you think about, you know, the brand of Broussard and, and the direction that y'all are heading there, what's next for Broussard? Like what's, what's the next big thing? How does it continue to evolve and how do you continue to capture your space within the region and kind of carve out your niche? Sure. So I definitely, um, you'll definitely have to have Stacy Romero, our CEO on your, one of your podcasts for sure. Cause she can give you all the big, the big stats right. and the, uh, dive deep into the Bruce Art Chamber and Bruce Art uh, for sure. Um, right. But I'd say, you know, just from my five weeks here, um, 
lots of economic development, lots of growth. Um, a beautiful thing that happens here in Broussard is the, the chamber working hand in hand with, um, they have the BEDC, the Broussard Economic Development, um, and then also the city of Broussard with Mayor Bork um, and the council. And it's just so much collaboration um, that is, you know, I guess slightly easier in a smaller community in Broussard versus like, you know, the parish of Lafayette or the city of Lafayette. Right. Um, but so far, I mean, that's that's my biggest takeaway is the the collaboration inside the town, the city of Broussard is really welcoming, very inclusive. And just it, there's a reason people are moving here and wanting to grow here, um, you know, aside from no property tax. I was like, what? OK, uh, but there's a lot of, a lot of perks. But, uh, you know, the the collaboration for sure is, is a major perk for the yeah. growth here. Right. No, that is awesome. So it is just about time for me to get to, and hold on, I did not pull them out. So they are stuck in my little drawer. Um, our, oh, I know where they are. The beauty of a live podcast, if you're not prepared, you don't have them all together because this is the lightning round. Are you ready? It's pressure. It's some pressure, Mo. It's some pressure. But I'm confident that you can handle it. So tell me. Your favorite place on earth? Ooh, favorite place on earth. Uh, Sayulita, Mexico. Okay. I've not been there. Yeah. So we need to dig into that a little bit more. Is that on the Pacific coast? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it's like an hour north or south of Puerto Vallarta. Okay. Either way. Okay. So, so now I have the geography. All right. That's good. Yeah. Um, movie you can't turn off. Mm. When Harry met Sally. Yeah. It's a classic. Good. It's so a classic. good. Favorite TV show to binge watch? Um, so, yeah, Shit's Creek for sure. Yeah. For sure. Ew, David. Um, favorite <laughs> book? Oh, uh, let's see. I guess Cat's Eye, Margaret Atwood. Yeah. Okay. All right. Is that an extension of the Handmaid's Tale series or is that a different? No, that's different. Different, okay. but yeah, same, same author. All right. Um, obviously not counting this one because it's really no one's favorite, uh, favorite podcast. Um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. My husband's going to be like, I can't believe you're using my favorite as your favorite, but I guess maybe Joe Rogan. Yeah. Okay. You know, here's the truth. I am, um, semi boomer and that I may not listen to podcasts. That's an acceptable answer. I would yeah. tell you probably 30% of the guests have said, I don't really listen to podcasts. That's an acceptable answer. Yeah. So you don't have to fit the mold. You're fine. Okay. Um, okay. Favorite car. Okay. Well, oh, so it used to be the FJ cruiser, yeah. but now that I've seen the new Bronco, mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, you know, neither one that I've ever had. So, sure. But you can admire from afar. That's all right. Yeah. Um, your favorite festival. Oh, well, Festival International, obviously. Uh, when I was a liver of New Orleans French Quarter Fest, for sure. They're very similar to me in a lot of ways. Um, mm-hmm. I was this close to driving to New Orleans last weekend, but when I started the crowds, I'm like, no, I'll stay. Thanks. Yeah. Um, your yeah. pettiest pet peeve. <sighs> hmm. Pet peeve. Oh, it might be when you when people put an R on idea. Yeah. 
-hmm. Yeah, that would work. It's sort of like Michelle Ezel's um, when people put the S at the end of tsunami. Yeah, Albert's son. So Mama, it was Walmart's, but then like Albert's son, mm -hmm. where there should have been S, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. Uh, favorite musician? Ooh. Um, so since it's lightning round, I mean, Anthony Kiedis with the Red Hot Chili okay. Peppers is always right. a personal favorite for sure. No, yeah. he's a good choice. Um, our 19 year old has discovered the Red Hot Chili Peppers and doesn't seem to believe me that they existed before her knowledge of them. Uh, but he's not to see them and is so excited. Got the shirt, got yeah. the book, he's all in. Um, if you're going to do karaoke, what are you singing? Who, um, so my song as of this year would be cocaine whiskey dancing. I think that's the name of the song. Okay. Not, you know, that I drink whiskey or do any of the other things, but, uh, yeah. it's just got a great beat. Right. Yeah. All right. I hear you. Um, mm -hmm. your favorite sport to watch or play. Um, probably none. I like to drink beer in the stadiums sure. and talk to people networking. Um, networking. Is that a sport? I think it is. <laughs> it can even be a contact sport depending on how you do it. So you are fine. Um, your favorite meal or food? Mm, pizza. I could eat pizza okay. every day for the rest of my life. And from where, what establishment has the best pizza? Um, well, I do love a good central pizza. Um, you know, if it's anywhere America, um, uh, Domino's for sure. Okay. You know, because you know what you're getting. Every sure. Time. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, favorite leisure activity, which may be talking to people and drinking beer, but I, I won't assume. Yeah. No, I um, I love piddling around uh, with plants and oh, okay. um, yeah. And then playing in milkweed, looking for monarch eggs, you know, mm -hmm. and cultivating that. Sure. So the plants on the shelves behind you are actually alive and you keep them that way? Yeah. Okay. Another pet peeve would be fake plants for sure. Yeah. Then I will not <laughs> tell you my husband's um, long stated desire to astroturf and plastic plant our front yard. Um, yeah, I can appreciate that. And I can see, I can so see like the easiness of maintenance, you know, sure. of maintenance for that kind of thing. But um there is nothing like a live plant and watching it grow, especially if you plant it and pot it and then you see a little one grow. It's beautiful. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. I, look, I'll take your word for it. That is not a gift that I've been blessed with. I feel like if you're going to make it at the Russo's, you better hope God waters you. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> you won't mm -hmm. be here long. Um, how about the way that you treat yourself? Hmm. Um, so treating myself, what do I like doing? I'd say like just the most favorite would be going, uh, sit on a patio, margaritas, uh, chips and queso, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I like how you tied it all the way back to Mexico. Now you book ended your answers. That was strategic. That was good stuff right there. <laughs> um, what's the question that I should have asked and what would the answer be? Ooh, um, Hmm. That's a good one. I guess we could say, I guess it could be like, what would you change about your, um, you know, career trajectory or the way it's been? Okay. And I would say nothing. All right. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. 
Thank you everyone for watching and participating with your questions. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this time with Maureen Dugall Foster as much as I did. And uh, as always, please be sure to like, subscribe, and come back again for the very next episode of Razor Branding Podcast. Happy festival. Thanks. Well, the day is through.